This is episode four of Tales from the Quarantine. Welcome to uh, episode four of Tales from the Quarantine. Uh, today is a good friend of mine who I've known for close to a decade. We went to film school together and we were originally going to step out and do this project, but a bunch of technical glitches stepped in and well, now I'm, he's just going to be a constant guest, I guess. Anyway, this is uh, a friend of mine. His name's uh, Tyler. Say hello, Tyler. Hey, how's it going? Now, uh, so you're in, you're probably my first guest from a relatively major urban center. How's uh, how's everything going uh, down there with you? Uh, yeah, it's in Hamilton. Uh, things aren't too bad. There's quite a few cases. Uh, last thing I heard, they were doubling every five days, which slightly alarming but i don't feel too concerned with it right now i think people are starting to get the message and they're actually doing the things they need to be doing so it's positive okay so it was doubling every day how's that been affecting you if you're like if your city's been basically like going from like one to two to four to eight to 16 to 32 and so on and so forth for like the last month yeah it's pretty alarming i mean uh, I don't know what to say. Obviously, you have a job. How's that affected your job? Uh, to be honest, not too much. Like, we're working in an industrial shop. We're closed to the pick. Um, I'm on the off shift, 3.30 to midnight. So it's not that crowded. They've been really good and helpful. Like, we all wear gloves. We have glasses. They're giving out uh, hand sanitizer and... They've been doing a really good job, but at work, I don't feel endangered at all. But the few times I have to go out in the public, that's that's what's more alarming to me. But even recent, I say within the last week, maybe two weeks, I've seen a lot more people wearing gloves and wearing masks, and they're definitely taking it more serious now. Yeah, yeah, no, that's understood. Like I, I, I noticed a lot more people wearing weird stuff. I've noticed more people wearing masks and stuff, but also like weirder stuff. Not as weird as stuff I've seen on the internet, like the scuba diver or the person wearing like the bed sheet. Yeah, I haven't seen that. But after the day, um, I was driving by, I drove by the bank and there was about 20 people outside waiting in line, which I thought was odd. And then there was one guy with a full face shield and I was like, oh, that's a little much, but if you if you want to wear it, whatever. And then I turned the corner and I saw a guy guy wearing an actual gas mask like full-on old school gas mask and i thought man this dude was just waiting to bust that out of the closet like <laughs> yeah hopefully those uh those uh, uh cartridges aren't expired because those things can't expire and then they're, they're useless well well that's the thing <laughs> i was wondering too because the guy was wearing skinny black jeans big combat boots and he had on a green camo jacket it just made me think he had it sitting in his closet for a couple of years and he was just waiting for an opportunity to bust out a gas mask and it probably wasn't put on properly. These were probably expired and not effective, but this dude just wanted to rock a gas mask out in public and now is his opportunity. Well, his opportunity to wear a gas mask and not really have many people take a second look at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Because who knows? Maybe he, maybe it's just your first chance. Like you just kind of walked up to, walked around the corner, and you, it's your first time seeing a, the guy wearing the gas mask. But his neighbor routinely sees him wear a gas mask. 
Yeah. All the time, <laughs> even in non-pandemic times. I think that's a possibility. <laughs> Just rocking it to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, frig. Like, I've seen... Uh, like, I, 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 I see people... Like, I saw someone wear, like, those... Uh, weird motorcycle velcro on the back face masks like half masks wearing that like made a neoprene i guess that would kind of work but uh eh. oh yeah actually um what i've been wearing it's similar to that it's things snowboarders use it's like a it's a full mask but it's just like a it's more like a neck warmer actually but it's pretty soft fabric wearing them at work a while ago because i work in really dusty locations and I wanted to wear something to keep the dust and crap out of my beard. Yeah. And then when all this stuff's done, I just kept wearing that. And I don't think it's totally effective, but it's doing, it's better than nothing. So yeah. Wearing that. Yeah. No, wearing a mask is definitely better than not wearing a mask. Not for necessarily the reasons people think. Most people think the mask is going to protect you from the potential catching the virus. Um, if you're not wearing like a full respirator, you're you're basically just protecting people from you. True, but my concern also is like when I talk to people, I I don't know how to best describe it, but I'm heavy on the saliva, and I've done it numerous times where I'll be talking to someone and I'll accidentally <laughs> spit in their face. Are you German? Two years? No, no. <laughs> Uh, like two years ago, or whatever, I did it constantly, and I, I feel bad. But if I were to do that day or even yesterday, I would feel even worse about that. So it's more of an extra anxiety-ridden precaution for me right now. Yeah, no, that's that's understandable. Um, because that's one of the main uh, vectors of transmission is uh, um, the virus being encapsulated in water droplets from people's coughing, sneezing, or heavy breathing. Yeah, and so it, again, now it's April 9th, I think. Yeah, April 9th. Yep. Then allergy season two, and my allergies are always terrible. And I got tons of allergy pills, so I'm not too concerned. But the problem I'm thinking about is can I sneeze or my eyes start to water or my allergies start to hit me, everyone's going to be doing the thing where they look at you and they assume you got it or yeah. just that stew where everyone thinks you got it and no, it's just regular stupid allergies. Yeah, you just gotta stop ta- talking moistly. <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, just dry up that mouth and stop talking moistly, and then you'll stop the spread of the virus. I did stock up on cotton balls, yeah, so that might work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, how is like? I know you you like to go out with uh, with some of your friends. How has that dynamic changed since you uh well since everyone's been told to stay inside uh well i haven't seen well okay i haven't hung out with them but i've seen them because obviously it's 2020 and we have the internet and everybody has webcam so actually the one guy I usually hang out with them quite a bit we go for dinner more often than we should and uh he called me like two ago and we were talking, just catching up because he's been working, I've been working, I haven't seen each other much. And we we did the math. Like, we've been friends for four years. This is, like, the third time we've talked on the phone. So we just found it odd that, like, we've 
barely ever talked on the phone, but we're doing it now because it's slightly better than texting and we can't actually go hang out with each other or see each other or do anything. Yeah. But then one of the reasons why I started this too. Well, yeah, exactly. It's a good thing to do. But then there's a couple other friends and they're the ones like, we'll go get an Airbnb for the weekend and we'll get pretty hand. We'll just go somewhere for the weekend and have a bunch of fun. And obviously we can't do that. And the problem with that is uh, there's a couple, in like our they just recently moved back to Canada from Scotland and we wanted to surprise him for when he landed and we couldn't do that and then we wanted to do something for her birthday but we couldn't do that and then it was his birthday and we couldn't do that and so like it was just really a big bummer that trying to plan all this stuff to see each other because again we haven't seen them in like over a year because they were overseas but we did manage to set up a times with uh, group facebook video chats we did that and then we got that app party yeah. or no house party app, house party app and we've been playing a few online and like every now and then because there's probably about like 12 of us and usually there'll be like six or eight of us on the video we'll be doing like games through the webcams mm-hmm. there'll be about six or eight of us and then a couple people drop out and then some people will come back and i think last weekend um, all together, like people kept coming in and leaving. We were probably on webcam for about six solid hours. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I feel you. It's a, it's a big lack of uh, social interaction. And well, like physical social interaction. Like you still yeah. do the socializing well, online. Well, yeah, because that, that's what we we're talking about too. Like, yeah, there, it's not a physical interaction, but there's still something. And imagine if this stuff has this stuff happened twenty or even ten years ago. Like, yeah, ten, I don't ten think years we could ago, have done it back then. Well, ten years ago, we still had the internet. We still had a lot of games and stuff. Yeah, true, but there wasn't as much stuff. Like, it's not as common because there's so many people that are doing stuff, and like a lot of workplaces are being really good for that. They're letting people work from home, and I know a lot. Of people are uh, skyping in video calls for work stuff, which is good, but I don't think it all could have been done ten years ago. No, that that stuff would have been harder to do. Um, Skype was around, but the video calling systems are not anywhere near as advanced as they are today. And it's oh, yeah. it's yeah, like working re- working remotely, it would have been way different different back then. But another thing we we like we need to talk about as a society is the essential worker. The majority of the essential workers are low paid, unskilled labor, basically. Oh yeah. And they went from being unskilled labor to being essential, like real, real fucking quick. Well, yeah, that's part of the problem because I used to work at a lot, a lot of retail too. I worked at a couple places all of which are still now and all of which I know people that are still there and they're still making barely above minimum wage. And they're the ones that are feeling it the most. They're the one tired. Like I went to Walmart earlier today and I grabbed a couple things and I ran into a guy that I used to work with. He's still working. And like, he looked like he'd been working like the hours. I don't know if he actually was, or he just looked insanely tired. And like, I could hear it in his voice and I could just see it in his face when I was talking to him. Like, yeah, 
he was tired and there's so many other people that are going through the same stuff and it's not fair that they're doing that and they're not getting paid what they deserve. No, and especially since the uh, federal government's come down and said $2,000 is what people need to live on and minimum wage, you know, that's barely making that. And that's only if you're working full time. Plus that's before taxes too. Yeah. That's so. before taxes. We're the most taxed country on earth, I believe. Oh, no, there's more tax countries than us. We don't actually pay as much income tax as people think. We get taxed in other ways, uh, gas tax and sales tax and all that stuff. But oh, okay. Like there's some countries where the taxes are even more ridiculous than us. <laughs> but without being taxed, we wouldn't be able to have our um, universal health care system, which is really been a peace of mind at least for some people because you know you get sick with covid you go to the hospital and you're not inundated with a seventy thousand dollar hospital bill like there's going to be people down in the states i was going to say i remember hearing the story about the girl who went in and i think it was forty three thousand just for the test or something ridiculous i was i was reading the news story today about a uh, a nurse who uh got assigned to an icu covid Award and he, uh, they were intubating this patient um, with a ventilator. And the last words that he was, that he said is, "Who's going to pay for this?" That's that's ridiculous. That's a huge problem south of the border, and they really need to wake up to it. But you know, it it's cultural, I guess. Well, yeah, that's the, one of the problems with the stage too is. They're not the United States aren't that united. Each state differs so vastly from another. Well, the the concept of the United States was more similar to what the current European Union is like. That's where states had a lot more power and the federal government was less, and that's slowly been changed over time. But uh, yeah, I, I don't really want to get into a history uh, lesson here because we can go off in the weeds. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, like how like because you live. Not downtown Hamilton, but you live like in a pretty built up area of the city, right? Uh, not really. It's like the east. It's kind of like in the middle, slash the east end. Uh, a lot of industrial areas, and it's towards all the the Fasco and the steel companies. Okay. Well, have have you noticed like difference in foot traffic and vehicle traffic since uh, this started? Oh, it just keeps going down and down. Like even a few hours ago i went out a walk and i just walked past one of the buses that was going by and we're right on like the edge of one of the busiest bus routes in the entire it's a king bus and they have buses packed full of people running every five minutes but ever since this has been going on there's so few people out them like the bus that went by me there was maybe two people on it and maybe two or three months ago there probably would have been at least 30 people on it yeah so like there's definitely a lot less foot traffic and like everything's closed which is the smart thing to do because people just don't have anywhere to go so they're actually staying at which is the smart thing to do mm -hmm. yeah like like where i live there's there's a lot less traffic but there's still traffic and we we drive around we take the kids out for a drive because one it's getting them out of the house and two it's safer than going for a walk in some regards but it also lets us go see the countryside um the farms and stuff which helps knock those uh two kids uh, unconscious for 
nighttime. Um, but like I'm seeing a lot of other people just drive, driving around, uh, going to the store, picking up a few things, going to the next store, picking up a few things. And that's to me is disconcerting. Like if you're going out, you should have a dedicated plan. You should have a list of what you're going to get, or at least what you plan on getting like, like anyone should have when they go grocery shopping, but you should definitely not be hopping around from one store to the other, to the next, to the next, to the next. If you can help it, you should try and get most of your grocery shopping done at one one place. Oh yeah. Like I know sometimes like some places they put limits on what you can get. And my first guest, he had he has his kids drink a lot of milk, so he had to go get lots of milk. Um so that's understandable. But if you're buying if you're going into one grocery store and you're getting stuff and then you go to another grocery store to buy some stuff because it's slightly cheaper, maybe you should have checked the online flyers first before you headed. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too, because uh, one of my friends, he's still working. He's at a giant tiger. He works at a grocery store, and uh, he was saying uh, sometime last week when I was talking to him, said the other day that some guy came in, and he wanted to know where the flyers were because he just wanted to look through it. And my friend was like, you should know what you want in here. Like, don't yeah, browse I- around and look and like come here pick up your stuff pay and leave yeah like all the flyers are available online like like you just go to the website and look at the flyer for the week oh yeah but he he said he's noticing that a lot maybe he didn't notice before because he never looked for it but he's noticing now that there's a lot of people that are coming in and they're just browsing around and casually shopping and worst thing you can do yeah i've seen that too um I've seen someone walk around with a basket and the only thing they had in the basket was a loaf of bread and they're just going casually through the store and they were on the opposite side of the, of the store from the bread. They're in like the frozen food aisle. And it's like, okay, if you're going there just for bread, go and get your bread and leave. Yeah. Number one, don't risk infection by staying in the store. If you don't need to number two, don't risk infecting others because you might be asymptomatic and contagious at the same time. Be courteous and be kind. Like, be quick. Yeah. Like, I've heard stories of people yelling at cashiers and, and people stocking the shelves because there wasn't the specific product that they wanted on the store shelf. And, like, you worked at you Walmart. Um, I worked at a grocery store in a, in a tourist town. And it's not nice in the best of days when the food comes every three days and it's always stocked. These times are extraordinary and we need to be kind and courteous to these people because they're the ones working, being exposed to hundreds of people. Oh yeah. Like, and it's not their fault. It's not the employee's fault that the shelves aren't stocked. They're doing the best. They get the deliveries every whatever two or three days or whatever it is yeah and if they're not getting deliveries on time or if the stuff's moving off the shelf to keep it on the shelf that's nothing to do with them or if their order's canceled well actually yeah that's a problem too because the friend i was talking about he said um a while ago when everybody was going crazy and buying the toilet paper he ordered whatever it was like 1200 units and then they called him and they said we can only give you 800 and he's like okay then when the delivery came, they're like, hey, sorry, but we only had 600 for you. So they got half of what they ordered, but they couldn't do anything else. Yeah. Like, 
that's all that was in the warehouse because it has to go to other stores too. Yeah, they can't prioritize the your store. Has to prioritize first, has in to. the higher markets more so than the uh, who ordered first. So. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, no, the toilet paper thing didn't that confused the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I thought about it too, like, because um, actually I I was talking my I was with my friend when he was working, and I watched him put it out. And I had already bought some earlier. And then as he's putting it out, it's going as he's putting it out. So I just grabbed one. And then some people were asking him, they're like, oh, why are so many people buying it? And I was like, honestly, I think it's a fear thing. Like, it's one thing you don't want to go without. So you want to get it. And once you see people taking it off the shelves as fast as they can, you kind of want to get in there and be like, well, I'll be the only one left without any of this. So, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a panic-induced thing. I think it also started with... Uh, there's a video on uh, YouTube uh, like three or four weeks ago or whatever in Australia. People panic buying toilet paper. And I think that... In, I don't know if that's the origin case, but I think that might have been one of the main driving factors for people because that video went viral. Well, well yeah, I, I remember that too. And then he told me that it's because Australia imports all of their toilet paper they yeah. don't make any and they import it all and they're worried about if stuff's being imported it's shut down they'll close the borders so they won't have any but i googled it shortly after that and i'm pretty sure australia does produce some toilet paper i mean maybe they own 40 percent of what they have and they import the other 60 i'm not entirely sure but again like you said i think it's just fear the panic and people see someone else doing it so they need to do it because they don't want to be the only ones without it yeah they don't want to be without and that's exactly it and who who wants to be without toilet paper i know after this when things get back to normal i'm going to have a couple uh cases of kirkland brand toilet paper sitting in my basement and when i use one it gets replaced yeah like i usually try to do that like stock up on toilet paper or kleenex or things you know you're always going to need because they'll never expire. Yeah, if they're stored properly, they're they're never going to be, they'll never be destroyed or go bad. Exactly. It's uh, but it, the whole panic buy of certain things is it's kind of funny, especially when like like people were panic buying the wrong things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. I was I bought a bunch of pasta because my kids love pasta, like spaghetti. My my son eats pasta without sauce. It's weird, but. Whatever, it's food. Does he at least put butter on it? No, he just eats it plain. Oh, that's We've weird. tried all sorts of things, but he'll just eat it plain. So <laughs> I bought a lot of pasta. And I'm looking at the shelves, and like people are starting to panic by like, this is the early, early part of it. And they're always, they're going after the wrong stuff. <laughs> like, they're going after fresh vegetables and fresh fruit that will last you, like, a week, maybe two weeks um, before having to get disposed of maybe even a couple days who knows how old the stuff actually was when it got to the store but like i walked down the uh, canned goods aisle packed past aisle <laughs> packed like the yeah. soup aisle packed that's, that's not the smart idea there like yeah. i uh i went i got pasta i got beans i got peanut butter i got i i don't like anything from a tin can like if yeah. it's pasta sauce I'll get the clat. I'll get the stuff in the glass jar. Well, you get that um, kind of irony taste in it. Well, yeah, I, I don't like that. That's why I don't like it. And 
there's chemicals in some of them. I don't know which ones have chemicals. I don't know which ones are safe. So I try to avoid as many as I can. But when all this started going on, I was buying everything in cans. I was buying fruits, vegetables. I was buying as much stuff in cans because that stuff is going to last for two to three years. Hopefully it's not going to be needed at that point, but I'd rather have it than not have it if I need it. Yeah, and, and after this, once you were able to get back to how you normally buy, if that stuff's still good, you can still donate it to the food bank. Well, exactly. That was my thought, too, because I try, like I said, I try to prepare myself and have a couple things on the ready. And I went through my shelf. It, it, it tends to get ignored, my pantry shelf. So I went through and I started to clean it up. And there's stuff that expired in like beginning of 2019. And there's stuff that expires at the end of this year, 2020. And if it's still there, like I said, I don't I try not to eat as much stuff. And I'll just donate or I'll give it to a neighbor or find somebody else that'll use it because I'd rather not eat that stuff. But if I need to, I can. Yeah, that's the that's the important thing, though, is that if you have it, you don't use it. Someone else can still use it. Whereas if you buy like I don't know three packs of like uh, romaine lettuce hearts or whatever. And uh, you only have one salad. You're that's a lot of waste. Yeah, actually, uh, there's one thing. It's one thing I always remember. My brother-in-law told me about it because uh, he, he's big in thing, and I'm trying to get more into it. Especially now, I started my seeds a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I got some more on the go the other day. But uh, he told me when he first started doing his gardening, he planted a whole bunch of let uh, not lettuce. He planted a whole bunch of celery. And he said he had like bundles and bundles of celery and he had no idea what to do. And he had a neighbor who was an older woman, well into her eighties. And she always had a really nice clean garden. And she was talking to him and she said, I don't know why you have so much celery. Why would you do that? She's like, I love celery. I used to grow it when I was younger, but I would end up throwing so much of it out. I didn't know what to do. And so he just looked at her. He's like, Oh, I just chop it up and throw it in a, Ziploc bag and throw it in the freezer. And she, well, doesn't it turn mushy? And he's like, no, it doesn't. Turn. It'll hold for like three to four months. And you just take it out and throw it in a stir fry or a stock or some pasta. Yeah. And he said it was kind of funny. felt kind of bad to see this old uh, woman in her 80s realizing that she could have been eating this much celery so long in her life. It, it's kind of crappy, but like, it, there's the information out there. Like I said, it's 2020. Everything's on the internet. You can mm -hmm. go, you can find out what vegetables you can chop up, throw in the freezer. I mean, the information's out there. You should be able to use it and better prepare yourself for something like this that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that, that's actually a good, good way to end it is like, if you need to find something out, the information is available in your hand. Like everyone has a smartphone these days. They're oh yeah. Everybody. So you, you can take the twenty minutes and read or watch a YouTube video about how to garden or how to grow like uh, stuff in your apartment on your balcony if you need to. And there's so many how to videos out there that you're bound to find one that actually fits more with your lifestyle. The information's out there. True. You gotta find it. But I, I do think that is part of the problem too. Like it's, I think there is a information overload. Yeah. 
Like there's so much information. It's hard to find what is best and what is accurate. Well, you got to sift through the garbage. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You have to sift through it all. And there's a group I'm in on Facebook. It's just like a local plant sharing thing. And uh, somebody asked me the other day, like they're asking about seedlings and like, what's the proper way to start it and do the stuff. And I, I commented on, I was like, honestly, some dirt and some seeds, like worst thing that happens is they don't take, but yeah. try it. Like trial and error is the best way to learn anything. Yeah, I agree. It's easy to learn from your mistakes. It's harder to learn from others. Oh yeah. I've been trying the last four years to grow some avocado plants and I keep messing them up and, Every now and then I'll go buy some avocado and I'll take the pits out. And there's this thing you can do where you stick toothpicks in the avocado pit and you suspend it above water. So just the bottom of it is touching the water. And after a couple of weeks, you have to keep refilling the water because it rates. But after a couple of weeks, it'll start to take root and then you plant it. And mm-hmm. I've always had such a hard time doing it. And then the other day I was talking on that Facebook group and she said, just take the avocado pit throw it in a Ziploc baggie with a wet paper towel and let, let it sit in your fridge for a few and plant it. And I haven't had the chance to plant it yet. It doesn't look like it's doing it, but if they don't take, then they don't take and I'll throw them out and I'll go buy some more avocado. I'll keep trying it again until eventually I get something that actually works. Yeah. Trial and error. It's a good way to figure out anything really. Yeah, exactly. Okay, my friend, I think we're going to end it. All right. Not bad. I'll sign off. Talk to you later and take care. Stay home, stay healthy. Good night.